0: From Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com, it's The Relevant Podcast.
1: It's the week of Friday, September seventeenth, two thousand and ten, and this is the on-time release of the relevant podcast. We we've uh, we were late last week. I apologize for that. Chad slacked. You're saying a little, you're saying that a little premature. Chad <laughs> Chad slacked by working like three all-nighters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and all the extra napping. Yeah. On top of the right. <laughs> zone. Um, I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando, Florida studios is Ryan Ham. Hey, everyone. And Roxy Weeman, hi, and on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey, hello, hello. We are trying a couple of new things this week. Number one, uh, we are back in our old studio. We didn't we didn't like recording in the uh, video set. It felt too exposed. Because I was no longer behind the wall of glass. Yeah, we felt like Chad was too close. Yeah, so uh,
0: too, too close for comfort.
1: Yeah, and and secondly. Um, Uh, The other second thing that's different is we're recording during the day. Usually we record after hours, and we are trying a lunchtime recording. Uh, We'll see how it goes. I already feel like out of whack. Like I'm not in podcast mode, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, Coming up later, Ryan talks to the lead singer from a very cool group, Dignan. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Uh, But up first, your entertainment releases. Music coming out on Tuesday, September 21st. We have Maroon 5 with hands all over. That sounds dirty. Yeah, it does. Uh, Zach Brown Band with You Get What You Give, also related to Maroon 5's title. Hmm. Uh, and John Legend <laughs> and the Roots with Wake Up. Now,
2: John Legend and the Roots, we've been hearing about this one for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it sounds like it's really cool. They were originally just going to record one song, but uh, then it turned into a whole album, and it's all like songs, soul songs from the 60s and 70s of... Um, like empowerment and um, a lot of songs from like the civil rights movement and stuff that they re-recorded and
1: oh so they're actually old songs yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool yeah
2: I've heard I've heard most of it now it's really good
1: oh wow great so, uh, movies coming out on Friday September twenty fourth we have Wall Street two Electric Boogaloo <laughs> uh, Money Never Sleeps it's uh, the one starring Michael Douglas Shia LaBeouf I, I think it actually looks fantastic
2: yeah yeah we'll see have you seen the first one no. I saw. I'd, I'd never seen it until this summer. It's it's all right. Huh. It's it's dated a little bit. Sure. But, yeah.
1: but I like that they connected it. That he's getting out of jail now. Yeah. Twenty yeah. years later, whatever. Uh, also coming out, you again, starring Kristen Bell, Jamie Lee Curtis, Sigourney Weaver, and Howl, starring James Franco and John Hamm. I guess, um, kicking off the uh, horror movie season. <laughs> yeah,
2: so. Either that or it's, well, it's, I mean, it's a biography movie about Alan and I know, but it's called Howl, which yeah. sounds uh, demonic. I wonder if that means the <laughs> next thing will be werewolves. Because I feel like zombies are almost done. Right. So. Right.
1: Um, okay, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices.
0: podcast is powered by Passion Conferences, which exists to see a generation live for what matters most, the glory of God. You can be a part of Passion 2011 in Atlanta or Fort Worth, joining in worship and prayer with university students from around the world for the spreading of the fame of Jesus. For more info, check out 268generation.com.
1: You're listening to Interpol. The song is Success. It's playing right now on Relevant.fm. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Florence and the Machine. The song is Dog Days Are Over, which is very appropriate because we're entering fall. The dog days of summer are now over. Uh, The song is playing on Relevant.fm. Check it out. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse.
0: All right. Well, I really like this story, although let me preface it by saying that uh, Apple has since released a press uh, release uh, disputing it. But according to Spa Magazine in Japan, (laughs) Steve Jobs uh, wasn't too happy about how he was treated at an airport after leaving uh, for – After leaving a family vacation in Japan, Uh, the problem was he he went to the airport to board his private plane. And I guess in Japan, no matter what plane you take out of there, you got to go through the same security checks. So they open uh, his bags and find a bunch of ninja stars and blades, handheld blades, like size, like Raphael from Ninja Turtles had. Come on um he then uh, this is according to the report in japan uh went into kind of a hissy fit and tried to explain to them that he had no intention of hijacking his own plane which was a private plane and why would that even make sense uh the japanese then made him throw away the ninja stars and steve jobs reportedly told them he was never coming to japan again so there
1: okay so you read this this is news. You then saw that Apple and Steve Jobs said it's a false report, and you still are bringing it like it's news anyway. <laughs> well, well
0: look, here, here's why. Because, one, what are the, why are the, what's the motivation for J- the Japanese to lie? And two, <laughs> this, this to me is about on par with how I perceive Steve Jobs' maturity level. Oh. No. <laughs> and I'm not trying to, I don't, okay, I don't want to sound negative, but I, uh, but you remember, you remember the whole flash debate? Like, yeah. you know, why doesn't the iPhone have flash? And, you know, I'm sure there's legitimate arguments, but when he put out that letter to, you know, explaining everything wrong about Adobe, I felt like it, it, it was borderline immature. Right. And Steve Jobs also kind of looks like a ninja, with the black sweaters all the time. Right. Like kind of the mock turtleneck, which is a which a mock turtleneck black sweater, jeans, and tennis shoes is what I pictured the off duty uniform of a ninja to be. <laughs> so it's not completely shocking.
1: So which part of this did you do you think uh, shows his personality or his maturity level? The 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 ninja stuff or the hissy fit at the airport.
0: I think the hissy fit. Okay. But the ninja stars kind of factor in there too. How many grown men do you know that have, that carry ninja stars with them well, when traveling? Steve Jobs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what do you need a bag full for? Yeah.
0: Is it, won't one, if you're a real, if you're really a ninja, won't one ninja star suffice?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think they have two, don't they? Yeah.
0: Yeah, one's the stunner. The second's the kill shot.
2: <laughs> do you think, do you think he's, trying to, he's trying to position himself as the evil genius to Bill Gates as now humanitarian genius?
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm just saying, okay, let's say, it is, let's say Apple's right and it is false. Could you ever picture this story happening with Bill Gates?
1: Well, he was the, I mean, okay, speaking of Bill Gates, has anybody in the history of business remade their image the way he has. Because he went from Big Brother, the evil genius, you know, the the Wizard of Oz sort right. of thing, to now, like, he is one of the greatest men in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how you did what, he do
0: that? You know what he did? <laughs> he pulled the reverse LeBron James.
1: <laughs> he did. <laughs> it's true. He did. And, but it's actually now that Bill Gates is turning into such a wonderful human being, uh, all the kind of the, the villainy Stuff is now being projected on Steve Jobs. Yeah. Like he's the evil genius. Well, part of
2: it is because Steve Jobs sends emails without thinking. It's true. (laughs) And they're always at like two in the morning and they're always like, dude, how many brandies have you had? You know what I mean?
0: And and that's what I mean. Does it, would it really, if let's say that it is false, but would it surprise you if it were true? Would (laughs) it be shocking at all for him to say, I'm not coming to an entire country again just because I can't take ninja stars (laughs) on a plane? I would also
2: love that this is the new punishment for losing an iPhone prototype like (laughs) you leave this in a bar I will come at you as shurikens (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're getting a ninja star guy yeah Steve needs
1: to meet with you oh no
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's like you see a note like stick on your desk and it's stuck there by a ninja star
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right what do you have Brian well um I'll go with one that relates to Jesse which I'd forgotten about until you started talking about people being stopped in line in airports um, and Jesse, being that you're a big fan of MTV reality shows, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you've already heard Huge this fan. one. Huge um, As you well know, uh, Spencer and Heidi from The Hills have had their problems over the last few months. And we've all sort of witnessed this national nightmare as they've, you know, are seemingly set to divorce and everything. But Okay,
1: can I ask about that? I yeah. actually didn't know anything about this. And yeah. then I saw a headline on Yahoo last week that said she's going to divorce him on Valentine's Day. Oh really? And I didn't even wow. know. Well, I didn't even know that they were going to divorce? I I totally like had no clue about any of that stuff. So yeah. they
2: really this is all real? Yeah, like um he <laughs> like I like I didn't watch The Hills like in general. Right. Um although when I did I did really enjoy watching Spencer and Heidi cuz it's like watching some sort of soap opera train wreck. But um I wasn't watching the season and my friend said, "No, you like you got to go watch it on on demand cuz it's like the greatest thing ever." So I watched like the first two episodes. Jesse, did you see it this season? I I unfortunately saw many episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Like like the first few episodes when Spencer is like crazy and super into crystals.
0: Yeah. Like it was
2: and and feathers and stuff. Yeah, it was incredible. But apparently he like lost it so much that like they kicked him off the show. Because what did he do?
0: He, I mean, he just, he just really kind of went a little crazy, uh, but here's, here's my suspicion. And then, uh, then we can get to the slice. I think that one day we're going to find out that Spencer is actually a character portrayed by the most brilliant character actor of our (laughs) generation. Oh, absolutely. Like, like Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. You know what I mean? Like there's some guy right now and he's, yeah, he's, he's probably from Eastern Europe or Australia or somewhere (laughs) obscure. And he has made it a mission to create this character, you know, and, and take him on all these plot twists. And one day, we're, the, you know, we're going to find out that it was all just a brilliant piece of acting. Like Andy Kaufman. Well, he's like yeah. the Joaquin yeah. Phoenix yeah. of reality TV. Joaquin teams. Phoenix. Yeah. Or yeah. Andy or yeah. Kaufman. Or Andy Kaufman.
1: Mm-hmm. So, okay, but the last, I didn't watch The Hills this mm-hmm. year. I, I have watched it previously. My wife makes fun of me for that. But for the same reason, it's like a train wreck. Right. Okay. But I did catch the finale, right. or at least the last half when of the When it pulled finale. back
2: and made it so it was right.
1: all fake. Right. That last moment, yeah. I almost feel like the producers were saying, well, for everybody who cared about these characters is a big screw you. Yeah. And then for everybody who criticized the show for being so fake, they said, yeah, we're in on the joke. You know what yeah. I mean? Because right. they pulled back and showed the whole thing is contrived. Right. It's all fake stage. you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'm with you, Jesse. I actually wonder... Well, so that, that took me down the line of, I wonder if they were actually married. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they really were because I mean, there was a marriage license and everything like in but, the, but the in fact the that court. they conveniently are divorcing after the show's finished
0: and on well, Valentine's right, Day, who would really do that in real right, life on
2: yeah. Valentine's Day? I mean, I, I agree that the thing uh, that the circumstances are slightly suspicious, but and, I mean, he did get kicked off the show for like hitting someone or something. Oh. And then like after that, it came out that they were having serious problems and she kicked him out of the house and he kept threatening to release a sex tape and all this stuff. Mm. Um, so anyway, so they've been at each other's throats, but this weekend there may have been something to reconcile them mm. because um apparently they were vacationing in costa rica together i don't know why um and then on their way back in a similar situation to steve jobs um they were going through airport security to get on their private plane and didn't realize that uh you weren't allowed to take on handguns onto an airplane <laughs> <laughs> what? Or, or hunting knives um what yeah Mm. so apparently they had an unloaded like 45 and then a few different hunting knives uh spencer said he'd been living in the jungle uh and he was having to kill his food Mm -hmm. Um, so (laughs) he had to take knives and then later it came out that heidi was with him and that both of them had handguns and they were like they weren't loaded so we didn't figure it would be a problem (laughs) um so what? yeah they were arrested by costa rican police detained and then in a sort of inverse effect of the steve jobs story they are no longer welcome into costa rica <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Plus, the irony yeah. i think
3: someone from costa rica planted those guys well and, and that's that what i'm saying them. is like
2: it's like how hard would it be to get someone to plant that in their suitcases here so maybe they can be extradited somewhere
1: I saw, when you posted that slice on our site, I saw the picture of his beard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was, uh, his flesh-colored beard was unbelievable. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Well, I I think we're the, I think the joke's on us. Mm. You know, we're the pawns here. You know, we we are waiting every moment. Is there a new Spencer and Heidi story? Because it gets progressively more interesting. Yeah, it's true. How are they going to top this one? That's
2: what I want to know. Well, and even if it is a hoax, like at this point, I don't care like cuz it's just they've given us so much so much of themselves what and i don't... They, and
0: they ask for nothing in return exactly <laughs> the one thing i
1: don't understand in all of that that entire story they're living in the woods they're eating their own they're killing their own food all that the one thing I understand is the fact that they had a private plane. Yeah. How did they afford a private
2: plane? I don't know. They made some crazy amount of money for every episode. Yeah, and, and also really? he's yeah. pretty frugal. I mean, he kills his own food.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no room service to afford the yeah. jet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You
0: think he's getting room service on vacation now? Although I do feel
2: like I do feel like some of their fortune must have been tied up in plastic surgery costs. Mm. Sure. That was the saddest episode I've ever seen. When like she went home to meet yeah, her when mom. she went home and like it. Showed showed her face for the first time and it's just like you are not the same person anymore
1: and and how disappointed her family was and it's just like she comes from such a normal family and grounded people it's just sad there's such emptiness
0: Mm. (sighs) what
1: do you have Roxy oh ninja stars
3: Um, I have something that's that will fill you up literally okay a guy in Vermont has formed his own bread company and it makes the Jesus toaster. So you can put your slices of bread in the toaster, and when they come out, they have Jesus' face on them. And then you can eat it. And the best part of this, you will never guess, or maybe you will guess what the company is called. I have no idea. The Daily Bread
1: Company. Stop it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Of course it is.
1: So are they really trying to crack
2: into the Christian market, or is this, like, ironic? I think it's ironic. I'm
3: assuming from the image that it's ironic.
2: Well, and given the fact he also specializes in making pot toast.
3: (laughs) (laughs) With the marijuana leaf. So you could get both. Yeah. It's like... You could have a whole
2: collection. I wonder if he sells like the quad toasters S- where you can have two of each.
3: Oh, like you could like you could make a sandwich with like yeah, Jesus exactly. on the bottom. With like and Jesus and in the in then pot. On the top. pot.
2: Well he makes he has there's like a happy face one and I think he wants to branch out into other religions too.
0: Oh, okay. yeah. oh that—that's going to end well. Yeah, because <laughs> there's some other religions that have a great sense of humor. That about yeah, that.
3: about about portraying the image
1: of their god. Yeah, and it's not like you want a holy war on your sandwich. You that's know what true. I mean? Ima- imagine the
2: indigestion. I was going to say that yeah. would be fun. That'd be kind of a fun care package to send to Terry Jones, that pastor. <laughs> in All
1: right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap up slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Dignan. Defense. listening to Thad Cockrell. The song is Beauty Has a Name and it's playing right now on Relevant.fm. Recently, Ryan spoke to Andy Peña, the lead singer of Dignan. Uh, Dignan's a band from McAllen, Texas. Uh, If you like Broken Social Scene or Arcade Fire, uh, you'll probably like them. They combine amazing melodies, poetic percussion and ethereal lyrics. Um, They've had a couple of EPs and a full length the full length actually came out in uh last year in 09 is called cheaters and thieves and they've been touring with the likes of robber riot and color revolt do you want to add anything
2: yeah they're really good um they're one of the bands we like a lot because they like they're christians and they deal with um like their faith and their struggles and faith really authentically so their lyrics are kind of like um pedro the lion three albums ago
1: oh interesting yeah
2: very cool here's ryan talking to andy peña lead singer of dignan It seems like it seems like your your lyrics center on belief, but it's also like wrestling with belief. And I, I just kind of wanted to ask you about that.
4: Yeah, uh, it's uh, lately, or well, when I was read, when we were writing that album, I was uh I don't know, I was wrestling with just um, you know God and who God is, and it's uh, I mean something I always wrestle with. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a it's not an easy thing to believe in. Uh, something that you can't see all the time or that you can't see you know mm-hmm. uh, right you only see it through works in there, and in that album like um you know i had i've had some some pretty big issues with like mega churches and mm-hmm. and just you know the the heart behind a lot of things is that the church the, the church you know promotes uh and uh it just uh like in Charlatan, it's just our one of our songs on there is mm-hmm. about uh just the church and how it's really disappointed me I guess just the the acts uh, that the church uh, do mm-hmm. and stuff but uh, I mean the belief in Jesus Christ is my main you know my main thing mm-hmm. and that's that's why I, I I don't know that's 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 why I write right. raw stuff just because you know I I get kind of bothered by uh, people seeking anything other than that hmm. I guess the, the the love of Jesus Christ has
2: the song charlatan I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because um like did that did that stem from a particular experience or is that just sort of like things you've observed in your own life as you've kind of i mean because i i mean i think a lot of us have like sort of seen that um yeah you no know, church is just spending insane amounts of money on like the newest technology or something but like was there a particular thing that like that caused that almost
4: um not necessarily. Not it's more of a Observation: I, I saw, I saw it at numerous churches i had gone to. I mean, I've rarely ever found. Well, I, I mean, I guess it is a personal thing because I've rarely ever found a church. I haven't found a church that I uh, really uh, connected with and felt like you know the the heart was there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it seemed like uh, you know here every every other week you know a pastor was preaching about money and you know i understand money it's takes you know it makes everything work you know <laughs> right. but uh it was just i don't know it, it, as i've been growing up it's, it's always seemed like just that that's one of the main things that churches preach on and mm-hmm. uh it's always that that has always bugged me and yeah yeah just that
2: Is it is it ever hard to put yourself out there like that, like to to wrestle with those kind of thoughts? I mean, I even think like in the song "A Fool," where you have that line about how you don't run from the devil, you run from God. Like, is it tough to put that much like honesty? Because I mean, like I have those thoughts too, but it would be hard for me to sing about that like on a nightly basis.
4: Yeah. um, Well, uh, it's it's not hard for me to sing about it because. You know, those are I'd much rather sing about real things that are going on in my life mm-hmm. than uh than, you know, partying or doing some you know, singing mm-hmm. about stuff that doesn't really matter. But when I write songs where I'm kind of like, I don't know if I should write that down and <laughs> but, but uh it's just you know, that's that's what I wanna do. I wanna sing exactly what is in my heart. I don't mm-hmm. you know, that's what makes me happy. Right. Even if it is a, a dark subject, it still makes me happy, you know.
2: It's interesting you say that because I, I feel like on, on the album, which is actually one of the things I like best about it, is that it does lay out all these questions. I mean, you talk about these really intense topics, and I mean, even in Whistler, like there's that, oh my God, where are you now? Um, kind of refrain that's repeated over and over again, but there's no resolution. Like, how, how do you wrestle with that? How do you wrestle with not having resolution in the music?
4: Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have any resolution in, you know, where, where I am right now. I just... Uh, I've been, you know, just wrestling with things like in in, in, the, in my beliefs. Like uh, that album, yeah, I know it's, 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 I always want to write albums or songs that are hopeful, but it's very, uh, it's almost non existent in that album, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, it's, it's, that was, that was what was on my heart at the time. And it was, uh, I never really found something, you know, I know it was just a, uh, Never found something when I finished it, and hmm. I, I was perfectly happy with it because it was exactly what I wanted to say at the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, has your writing shifted at all as you guys are headed into like this next season of writing?
4: Uh, yeah, I, well, actually, um, I don't know. It's it, it, the, the subjects that I'm going to be writing about are about um, my father. He he, he passed away. It, it's it sounds uh, like a sad thing, but I don't know. It's always been a very powerful motivational tool for me when hmm. my, my dad uh passed away when he when i was or four days before i was born hmm. and my mom raised me and my brothers raised me and i think a lot of it is going to be based on just my experience through that because my brothers raised me and they did a really good job I, hmm. I mean i feel like i'm really happy with where i am and i'm glad i'm not you know out in the streets <laughs> you know struggling doing you know mm-hmm. doing things i shouldn't be doing right. and uh I think that's a lot of a lot of my uh, new songs are really just about that, and just when I don't know when uh, it seems like there's a lost cause, it, it it's, it's going it goes really well and it's weird.
1: That was Dignan Check him out at MySpace.com Slash Dignan
5: My kingdom built With the blood of slaves Orphans, widows And homeless graves I sold their souls Just to build my private mansion Some people say That my time is coming Kingdom come Is the justice running Down, down, down on me I'm a poor child Son. I refuse to give my love to anyone, fight for the truth, or help the weaker ones, because I love my Babylon.
1: You're listening to Josh Gerl's, the song is Zion and Babylon, and the video is playing right now on Relevant.tv. Let's see, this uh, podcast is coming out on Friday. Uh, The 17th. And uh, right now, while you're listening to this podcast, just be thinking about us because Josh Carroll is playing a concert at our office right now. In our new studio.
3: You listen to him on the podcast, we're listening to him live. That's right. So there. <laughs> so
1: there. I like how we're being antagonistic, our listeners. So there. You could have yeah, antagonistic for no reason. Like, yeah. you can do this.
0: It's so convenient.
1: So how about that? <laughs> um, all right. It's time for your feedback. Last week we asked, what laws would you uh, pay to be able to break, and how much would you pay Break them Uh, for for Roxy's sake. I'm sure you haven't listened to the podcast yet. She Mm -hmm. did. She didn't. She does does not.
3: (laughs) I haven't been busy. Does Maya listen to the podcast?
2: Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, she does. Um, Why you don't? Not after I. Not the ones I record. Like I was there for the whole thing. I remember that. Yeah, it's
0: funny again. (laughs) That was hilarious of me.
1: I can just imagine if you did listen to it, you would IM me from time to time. You know, I was really funny when I said that.
0: (laughs) In case you, in case you forgot, here's the exact time. Please go listen.
2: Yeah, go listen. Here's the time in my quote.
0: Need a good laugh listen to what i said again <laughs> he sends
2: all staff <laughs> emails
1: <laughs> um anyway uh jesse brought a slice about a, a uh, candidate in arizona no uh in nevada, nevada who who one of his platform positions is he's suggesting that you'd be able to pay what was the amount 90 Oh, to be able to speed 25 for 90 miles an day, hour yeah. to be able to speed for the day no, no regard to public safety but, you know, I would, I would have left that man on that alone. <laughs> so, you know, we thought, well, that's a good start, but what mm-hmm. else could we do? What else should we do to uh, pay? So, you went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and posted some replies and here, here, there. My,
0: my favorite is Kyle. I don't think Kyle had really thought this one through um, <laughs> because he said he would pay $100 a year for a coupon. That would allow him to steal any candy bar or gum from the grocery line at will. He said he rarely treats himself to a candy bar. And when he does, it's a difficult decision. But you never can have enough too much gum. Wait. He said he'd be willing to pay for the rest of the groceries, just not the candy bars and gum. I got news for you, Kyle. If you're not buying that many candy bars and that much gum... I think a hundred dollars is more than
2: enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just buy it. Yeah, if you're like, <laughs> really, like, like, w-
0: Why? Why give the governor a hundred dollars? Yeah, for, seriously.
2: And I mean, if that would increase his candy consumption, that hundred dollars is going to, you know, eventually get used because of morbid obesity.
0: Well, yeah. and oh, here, here it says I could also kill the store clerk. Oh, well, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> so no, but the but the other issue is this is that speeding then costs... cost anybody anything it's just a freedom that you don't have whereas what he's wanting to do yeah he's wanting to steal things from that company Reese's yeah and then Reese's has to lay off people so then yeah the slaves that make their chocolate
3: yeah that went dark
1: (laughs) (laughs) um uh, Allison Humphreys said I'd I'd gladly pay the governor a shiny quarter to break the laws
2: of gravity at will
1: see again
0: Mm. Mm. The governor doesn't dictate those laws. No. Yeah. Oh.
2: Even, even in Jesse's crazy governor-powered world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. he, he can't do, you know, break the laws of science.
2: Yeah,
1: Robert, Robert Haynes says he'd pay $1,000 to be able to break into an Apple store and steal one of every product they sell. <laughs> See, again, these, pe- these people are all about stealing things. See, Ke- I think Kiki Pounds has the right
0: idea yeah, because she said she'd pay fifty to
1: pull over a cop whenever they do something stupid. Oh, oh, that'd that'd be be good. I don't light. think we
3: should have to pay for that, right?
2: <laughs> we don't. It's just <laughs> a citizen's arrest. You can do it. You just have to get them to pull over. <laughs> you yeah. just you constantly keep a megaphone in your car so you can be like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think if we pull
2: and over with a cop, blue party lights. Yeah. That,
3: <laughs> I think they should have to pay us whatever the cost of that ticket would have been.
1: I well know. I no, I'm yeah. serious, I actually saw I don't know if it was a family friend or whatever that that got pulled over for speeding, but they uh they were pulled over okay, the story was that the cop was flying down the road like so they went and followed the cop at the same speed did they know it was a cop? yes was it unmarked oh okay, <laughs> no, no, they knew they're like and they're the same mindset of right, hey, if he can do it, I can do it, and so that's what they did. Well then, you know, a mile or two down the road, the cop actually from in front of them <laughs> pulls them over and gives them a ticket. They go to court and the argument was, you know, that they were breaking the law too, blah blah blah. And and the defense that the cop said was, I was um I was trying to catch up to another speeder. I was I was like on a pursuit, but I wasn't like officially in chase, so I didn't have my lights on. But, you know, so anyway, he could always say that. Yeah. So for anything, yeah. if I do an illegal U-turn, he could say like, oh, I saw something I need to go back and look at. You mm. know what I mean? Well, I, just... I
3: think they should have to turn on their lights if they're breaking the law. Yeah,
1: But if I you're agree. coming up behind somebody and you're wanting to clock them, you know, you have to kind of get up to their speed and coast with mm. them for a bit. to are risking to clock well, <laughs> hey, well, what about this number? Have you ever seen this?
0: You see a cop pull up to an intersection that's red light. He puts his lights on. Yeah. Goes through the intersection, turns his lights off and just goes like yeah. nothing just happened.
3: I've seen that. I've yeah.
2: seen it, it happen. I've seen it on Superbad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this, this is one, and I don't want, I don't want to be this derail against. I think law enforcement officers are important and they have a dangerous job. So but let me preface what well, I'm to Well, the ones in dangerous areas do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the ones that patrol my suburban neighborhood. Yeah, and there, there's one that is parked out on the street, and it's like trying to catch people speeding. But it's not even a cut through neighborhood. Right. So he's really only trying to catch the people that live there, right?
1: Yeah. My my parents' neighborhood has that, and yeah, the homeowners association pays for that cop to sit there uh, off duty to patrol the neighborhood and catch speeders in the neighborhood.
0: Wow. Well. well my... Ours doesn't even have a neighborhood association. Here's what really gets me. I, I understand, you know. He, at the end of the day, he's got to enforce the law. So okay, he he can he can enforce speed limits anywhere. So I'm right. I see the guy every day. Okay, in my car. The other day, I'm riding my bike, and I ride right past him. You know, feet from his car, and I wave. Okay, he just gives me a cold stare back, like move it along, <laughs> punk. <laughs> I just felt that was really unnecessary. I, I'm not saying you can at least be neighborly yeah, i know that true. you're enforcing you're trying to catch me i feel like you know but maybe he thought i was being smart alec like haha i can't catch me on a bike
2: <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you uh this is the first time you've ever had a lot in common with iced tea <laughs>
3: what <laughs> does he wave at cops regularly? no
2: oh no. from friday or something yeah well i'm saying like wasn't he the one who had that song cop killer or whatever because it was all about like getting pulled over in compton yeah, know. see, I kill him with kindness. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Jesse's uh, like it's it's basically that verse in Ninety Nine Problems where Jay Z gets pulled over by the white police officer because right. he's black. This is Jesse's. This is Jesse's. Yeah, my, 99 my version problems. is they don't wave to me when yeah. I ride by. He was going. He was going fifty five
1: and fifty four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. To,
0: to, to be fair, I was uh, about ten miles over the speed limit on the bike. <laughs> I live at the bottom at the top of a huge hill. That I was riding. So this this will <laughs> lead to
2: Jesse's hit single called Two Problems problems <laughs> um i like that um i like this idea because i actually think this could work for the government if they need some more money um mark Shu says i would really like to be able to pay uh pay the government to no government secrets not the real national security ones like where spies are and stuff but only the ones that are secret because the truth would embarrass somebody you know, like which corporations write which laws? Who really killed James A. Garfield? Which presidents were, in truth, giant marionettes, That kind of stuff. I like aliens. It. Well, and I really like the idea that like all this information becomes declassified at some point anyway. So you could probably do it if you just had enough time and energy to go digging. So
0: really, you don't need that. You just need to buy a time machine.
2: Well, and I, I think the the really funny thing would be if the government just had a website called like embarrassinggovernmentsecrets.com, <laughs> and then it would just be like it would be like this one involves these figures. And then you're and like, i $25. Yeah, I want to know that. I'll pay 25 bucks yeah. to know that. Yeah, I think Which- it's called Wikilinks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's free. Which president clogged the toilet yeah. in the Lincoln room the exactly. most? Five Why would you want to know that? It's to be yeah. the
1: new direction of Wikilinks.org. <laughs> well, um, if you want to join the conversation, there's a lot more um, bad ideas. If you want join to join in, go over to last week's podcast episode page at the website, and you can post your replies there and read the rest. Okay, so it's time for this week's question.
5: Editorial question of the week.
1: All right, well, if you got the current issue of Relevant or you listened to our podcast a few weeks ago where we talked about it, you know that it's... Well, I guess you would know anyway that it's fall TV season. The premieres are all coming back this week, next week, and later. Um... And you know we're excited about a number of shows. We spent the new issue talking about a number of the shows that we're excited about. Uh, but we want to hear from you: what shows you're most excited about this fall, and why? Uh, I, I, for example, think that that new comedy on
2: Thursday nights on NBC
1: looks pretty promising.
2: That outsourced, uh, outsourced. Yeah, I saw a preview f- uh, for the first time for Raising Hope last. Yeah, night. that looks really that looks good. really funny.
3: It looks really unique.
2: I mean, it's by the creators of My Name Is Earl, so yeah. But right yeah it looks really funny it looks very surreal and kind of dark can I be yeah. honest I was a little disappointed
0: that Pawn Stars didn't make it into the new issue <laughs> <laughs> I, like, Pawn I Pawn I Stars that show is a time warp because <laughs> you can start watching ta- Pawn Stars at like 2 in the afternoon and look down at your watch and you're like it's 9pm <laughs> <laughs> how long That's have I been true. watching Pawn
1: Stars it's
0: uh, is there an all Pawn <laughs> Stars channel now
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's happened to me multiple times <laughs> It's a, is that on A&E? Is that the one? Or is that I the, think history the History Channel? It's the History Channel, channel. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I like the History Channel. Like, couldn't make compelling, highly rated programming that actually had to do with history. Yeah. So, so now it's, like, history's made every day. Uh-huh. And so it's everyday <laughs> programming, and they have logs and yeah. pond people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Loggers. And yeah, That's like, compelling TV.
1: That's what I look for in the History Channel. Yeah. Loggers.
0: <laughs> But no, um, but Pawn Stars actually does, is kind of cool because they talk about, like, these people bring, like, the weirdest, like, crap they found in, like, their grandmother's basement <laughs> into sell to, like, these, like, punk jerks that work at a pawn shop. But they bring experts in eventually to appraise it. It's like uh, Antiques Roadshow mm-hmm. with really funny people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like Redneck Roadshow.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. It is
1: laughs> On the Las Vegas Strip. So <laughs> it's a great pop, though. That's awesome.
3: JJ Abrams has a new show.
1: Yeah, looks, the the
3: undercovers, undercovers or yeah, which looks, looks very
1: cinematically unlike his other it shows, looks, yeah. um,
3: and even just the content, like it just seems like a very fun spy movie. Not
1: ooh, yeah. very not conventional. <laughs> didn't, isn't that what you just said, Jesse? Yeah, yeah. That which uh, Abrams yeah. is always known right, for this, right? So that's why I don't take it at the promo like the face value of what the promos. Well, were you showing. never can. Yeah, because it looks like a little, like if, for example, if the name JJ J. Abrams wasn't attached based on the marketing, I would, it would think it lasted six episodes right. and it yep, canceled, right? Yep. So then you got to think there's something deeper and yeah. more interesting going on.
0: I th- my guess is they can flash sideways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like parallel in time. That's right. that's my guess.
1: Right. Anyway. All right. Well, go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and uh, tell us there what fall shows you're most excited about the premieres and why. And we will read our favorites on the podcast next week, maybe with clips. That'd be fun. Hmm. Um, if you want to call into the podcast episode hotline, you can at... Uh, 407-660-1411. We're at at extension 126. Well, that'll do it for this week's uh, edition of the podcast. Many thanks to Dignan for talking to us. Uh, You can check out their music at myspace.com slash Dignan. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang.
3: I'm Roxy Wieman.
1: I'm Ryan Hamm. I'm Justin Carey. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. Need a good laugh? Listen to what I said again.